Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Created to Be Creative podcast. And today I have the Scots here with us today. Scott, y'all say hey. Hey, guys. Hey. So if y'all can tell us a little bit about who y'all are now, um, who are the Scots now? Yeah, so we'll start with the family. I'm married to my beautiful wife, Brandy. We mm-hmm. have five children, Elijah, Elizabeth, Ethan, Eugene, and Emily, five E's, number of grace. And uh, we'll talk about how important that number of grace is here in a little bit. But uh, we were called into the ministry many years ago, and uh, God's given us the honor to help launch three ministries uh, in the last 16 years. And uh, now I pastor Passion Life Church, and then run a nonprofit called The River Refuge. It's a community development corporation. And under The River Refuge, we have a ministry that's taken on its own identity in such a sweet way called the Malachi Project. And it's for reaching the next generation and reaching our youth in, uh, in McDonald, but also in really wherever we go. You know, Malachi is for the next generation wherever we go. Let's talk about that. Um passion how did you get into preaching yeah so i'm not your conventional i guess that'd be the way to say it <laughs> not preacher. at all not um, at all you know I, I didn't go feel the cold as a child and go to seminary <laughs> and but um my life started very different i was um really big into sports i love sports but i also had this fascination for the mob and mafia and uh, so during um, middle school, high school, I started opening doors. I got into the streets, started running drugs, using drugs some, but I really got uh, deep in the streets. And, and then I was still excelling in sports. So long story short, I, um, I, I get a full scholarship wrestling in college. I'm in college. I'm also in college. I'm still running drugs, pulling off major armed robberies. Uh, traveling from Atlanta to the Carolinas with uh, different types of drugs. And um, and so I end up catching a trafficking charge, and I was trafficking cocaine, and I got a 20 to 15 with a half-million-dollar fine. Mm-hmm. And so when I caught that uh, case, we thought I would walk on it on some legalities, but God had an, another plan, uh, and, uh, and so I ended up going to prison. And... At, Halfway through my prison sentence, I'm still running a gang. I'm still running drugs. I'm still living uh, the way I was prior, and I'd actually gotten much worse. My heart had gotten cold, and, uh, cold, and and I was severed, and I was just all in. I wasn't there. wasn't that buffer from you know. Now I have sports to train, and now I have school. It was all in, mm-hmm. and uh, and I felt that shift in me. But during that window, um, a guy tried to rob me for some marijuana. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started laughing at him. We got to fighting. I got stabbed. Uh, ended up, long story short, we fought for a while. I got put in lockdown. Yeah. And uh, I did six months in that window in isolation. While I was in isolation, I just said a simple prayer in my heart. I said, God, I asked God to change me. And I asked God to send somebody to walk the remainder of my prison sentence with me. And, you know, at that time... <laughs> You know, I probably had a lot of ill uh, motives involved because I was about getting drugs in. But I, I had, there was a genuine side of that that genuinely wanted change. Yeah. And I said, you know, God, send me somebody. And, and, and I went on. I, you know, I was doing isolation time and, and uh, going out of my mind a little bit in that isolated place with that window. But within a month, uh, Brandy wrote me. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Brandy's my wife now, obviously, but at the time she wrote and shared forgiveness with me. Mm. And the catch to that was I had Brandy robbed at gunpoint while I was in college. So having her robbed at gunpoint and then her writing me, sharing that she had an encounter with Christ and her mind was changed and her mind was transformed and she was going in a negative direction and she was going the wrong way and, and her life did a 180. And it, and it started to minister to me right there in that cell. And so through a process, I, I finished that six months and got transferred to Washington State Prison. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and so when I got there, uh, Brandy came to... I know I'm telling a lot to get to why I preach, but this is a this, major part of why, why I preach. Uh, Brandy you came. Your first pulpit. Is that yeah, it? yeah. My first pulpit was the prison. Yeah. But um, Brandy came and shared the gospel with me, and and shared like she she came, and there was a glow on her. There was a light, the light of the Lord. There was a glory resting on her. And there was a holy fear hit my heart. I've right. never felt that towards a woman. I've never, like I was always, you know, obviously I had to rob at gunpoint. So, yeah. I mean, you, that tells the uh, expression of my mindset before yeah. Christ. Uh, pr- I prayed on the week, and that's who I was. And even in prison, I prayed on the week, whether it was mind games or whether it was physically being domineering. But God um, put a glory on her. And when she came in, the first visit, we, we just called up. I apologized to her for having her robbed. And then the second visit, she came in. She, We sat there. We talked. She started reading scriptures to me that were really ministering to my heart and, and just sharing scriptures just from what God was doing in her about a son and about correction and about God's purpose and plan. And then she, at the end, right before we pray, she just called some things out. She said, God has not called you to be a crime boss. Well, the catch of that, I have a CB on my back for crime boss. Wow. And so she had a word of knowledge in that moment that read my mail, and it felt like almost heaven rocked me yeah. in that moment. And, and that's not even a word I use, crime boss. Crime boss. I didn't even know what that was, <laughs> exactly. really. But God has a purpose and plan for you. You've been leading people the wrong way your whole life. Wow. It's time to lead people the right way. And I remember the presence of God sitting down on me. Yeah. And, uh, and and even as I'm saying, I'm getting a little teary now that I, I felt some emotion that I hadn't felt, and I don't know when. Yeah. You know, when you're a criminal, you're hardened. You, but there was a, there was a, some some genuine conviction hit my heart in that yeah. moment, and I remember as clear as clear as us sitting here, because we, you know, when you're in prison, <laughs> you get your boots shined up, you know, <laughs> especially especially before you go to visit, right? And I remember a tear running down the side of my face and hitting my boot on my right side. And um, and that was the, the beginning of yeah. God changing the course of my life. And so from there, I, I had to make a decision. I had about a week. I remember going back to my dorm, and I, I was about to make another drug move. I was about to get wow. drugs in the prison. I shut everything down, and I went in my room and locked the door. And I got away from everybody. All the guys that were running with me, gang, everything, I just pushed them back. And I started reading God's word. And everything she spoke to me, I read. And I was like, this is not coincidence. Like, God, you are real. And if you're real, I want to serve you. So, you know, that was a Saturday. That Friday, I had made up in my mind. And I believe God so orchestrated this. My mom came the next Saturday by herself. And uh, I went and looked my mom in the face. And I said, Mom, I'm sorry. I've said I loved you and I loved our family. But this isn't love. And what I've been doing is not love. And I want to ask you to forgive me. Wow. And so, um, you know, going back to the initial question, how did I get called to preach it? Over the next months, God spoke very clear to me. 
that I was called to teach and minister the gospel. He also gave me several visions. I had a vision of Jesus Christ on the cross. I also had a vision of two hands clasping, wow. um, where God, that's over our logo for Malachi Project, yeah. where God is pulling me out of the mess I was in. So now we have the honor and opportunity to go help people out of what they're in. Yeah. And, um, and so really cool. And, uh, your dad will know this. I started preaching in the dorm. <laughs> I start. We we set up church in the dorm. Like wow. we set up a treasury for people that have. We gave out stuff after wow. service, and I we say God gave me like an open vision of like what was about to happen, and and I was like, not nah, because I didn't want. You know, I was a little hesitant. Yeah. You know, I'm not a preacher. I don't have no teaching. <laughs> yeah. I just I just got anointed. I got baptized. The other thing, I got baptized in the Holy Ghost, evident speaking tongues. I Praise read God. it. I read it right, and I just asked God for it. And then she, Brandy, my wife, baptized me, and she didn't Are even know what serious? she was doing. So she comes into a visit, sits down with me, and um, and and as we sit there and pray, she's she, we're in the middle of visitation, yeah. And and we grab, I don't know if we, yeah, we grabbed hands, I believe, but but however, we, we're face to face. She starts praying, and then she starts praying in tongues, and then it, a fire hit it's me from the top wow. of my head. Because I ain't one of those. Yeah, yeah, it was, Who it, does that it, in a visitation right, room? Like, right, right. I don't think people. Understand. Understand. This is a visitation room. Yeah, full of people, full of people, and, and guards, guards everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> and people, you have to go back when it's like you were just in a prayer with your wife, man. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Right. So the power of God hit me, and then I went to service. Um, I was praying. I'd already asked the Lord for it. Yeah. And I went to service, and I started hearing languages coming up, and I'm like, what? You know. And then I just I was able to discern like this was that answer. Yeah. And um. And so just in that window, it was so supernatural. We witnessed to so many people. I was preaching on the yard, running Bible studies, discipleship. Wow. And we were preaching in the dorms. And <laughs> and so and then I got the honor to preach at the um, chapel and stuff mm-hmm. by the um, chaplain. And the chaplain actually became a really good friend of mine. And I actually helped him start a ministry in wow. South Georgia when I got out. Wow. And so, yeah, that that's my, uh, that's our beginning days. And Wow, I, I didn't realize how much of a mess I was on the inside, but God's anointing and grace just came in and Praise covered God. me for a season yeah. to help me get to a place where I could heal. Because when you, when you do time and you have a broken past, uh, it, it takes time and it takes the Lord's yeah. ministry to heal our hearts. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So in that thing, you had to renew your mind. Um, yes. Let's talk about walking with a changed mind. How do we get our? How do we get people who are just saved? Yes. And to the place of now I'm changing my mind to the things of Christ now. How do how do they do that? Sure. So so I want to read a passage that's really important to me. I got engulfed. Yeah. I mean engulfed like six, seven, eight hours at a time. I didn't watch TV. I did I wasn't trying to hang out. Yeah. I got engulfed in God's word. I can go right now when I'm preaching, I'll quote scriptures that I memorized in prison. Wow. Just it's just embedded in who yeah. I am. Without the renewal of the mind, without getting to know the Word of God, there's no transformation, there's no power, there's no deliverance. In long-lasting Christianity, and we're 16 years in now, and, uh, and, and live a much help. We're getting better and stronger, yeah. and we're experiencing more peace and more deliverance and, and seeing more of God's miraculous signs and wonders as we continue to grow. But that comes from getting a foundation in God's Word. Yeah. And so I'm going to read this passage, and I would like also my wife to just speak in what it looks like for her to renew her mind when Definitely. she forgave me. Definitely. Um, so the Scripture says in Romans 12:1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, 
which is your reasonable service? I always love that part. It's your reasonable service (laughs) to present yourself to God. (laughs) But the second part is really what I want to focus on. Verse 2, and it says, Do not be conformed to this world. So we're supposed to come out from among them. It says these three things in the world, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. That has to die within us, and we have to come out of that. That takes renewing our mind. We have to reckon ourselves dead to the passions, the desires, and the pulls Mm -hmm. of the flesh. And then it says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, ministry, vision, business, all that comes from the renewed mind. God is the most creative being you know? <laughs> yeah. so, so then like he creates us in his image. And so how do we tap into that image? How do we tap into that transformed mind is through renewing our mind through God's word. That's good. And so vision is birthed out of transformation. That's good. When Jesus and the disciples, I believe it was Peter, James, and John went up to the Mount Transfiguration, mm-hmm. that same word for transfiguration, when, when he was transfigured before them and, and he was illuminated before them, that same word in the Greek is the same word we get right here in Romans 12 too. Yeah. And so that's where we tap into the divine resources of heaven. Yeah. That's where we get to pull from to be renewed and to be opened and to understand the beauty and the plan of God. He said he's already preordained good works for us. Mm-hmm. Now, how do we get there? That's we good. start to renew our mind. How can I repent of something if I don't know what's wrong? How can I change if I don't ever read or I don't ever pray? I don't ever get to know God for myself. Yeah. My spiritual mother who passed in 2015, she mentored me for eight, eight years. The most prophetic woman I've ever met the anointing rested on her that's the house that was given to us now in our ministry but but when i walked in she she would share scripture share scripture share scripture minister and she always told me you have to and i want to encourage somebody that's listening right now you have to get to know god for yourself you can't just go and 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 feast on the the pastor's you know meal he prepares for you no you need to go and feast on god's word for yourself because if it wasn't for my relationship with god Mm -hmm. i would not be here today i would either be in prison doing a life sentence or I'd be dead in a grave somewhere. But I had to get to know God for myself. And there's no way to get to know the mind of God unless you know the Word of God because Jesus Christ is the Word incarnate. And so He is the Word become flesh. And we got to get to know the Son through the Word. So the Scripture says the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. So God breathes upon His Word and it awakens who we are in our spirit. man. And when you taste that He's good and you see that He is good, you don't have the desire for that stuff. Like, He overwhelmed me in such a way that the the sinful past, the desires of the past became really obsolete because they were nothing compared to him. Yeah. Because when you sit at the table of the Lord and you experience the goodness of God, you don't want anything the world exactly. has to offer. <laughs> Let me finish. And with my- that, you, when you were in the prison, you got rid of all your rap music. I yes. mean, you had a purge and so share with them yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah, yeah. So as I renewed my mind, God started convicting me. Yeah. Uh, you know, cig- the obvious stuff. I was I was still smoking black or mild cigarettes. You know, at the time I was getting marijuana. All those things. music I was listening to, gangster rap. See, see, so we have eye gates, ear gates, mm-hmm. whatever we're allowing into our mind. That's good. And so a lot of times people want the blessing of God. They want to straddle the fence, but the devil owns the fence, right? Yeah. And so they they want the blessing of God, but they want to listen to 
the same stuff. They want to hang out with the same people. One of the things God did, he separated me from among them right in the middle of a place where you can't get away from nobody. Think about it. I'm confined with, yeah. what, 90 people in a, in a in a block. You can't get in. But God separated me right there in the midst, and he isolated me. And I was even lonely for a moment when I first made that decision before I started preaching because God was saying, will you choose me over them? So if you're going to renew your mind, you're going to have to come out from among them, touch not the unclean thing, and he will receive you unto himself. And so that's the importance of renewing our mind. And renewal of the mind is not just me sitting down reading and getting knowledge of the Word of God. Renewal of my mind even moves into active obedience. So when I, when I get and I feast on the word, then I got to go do something about it. I got to go practice what I preach. I got to go practice what I hear. I got to be a doer of the word, not just a hearer. And that, that, that will actually empower the word. The spirit of God will empower the word within you when you do what you hear, when you take what you read and go apply it. Let me finish, let me finish my passage there because we, (laughs) We getting crunk in we the studio. We got caught up, Come y'all. on now. We done got caught up. He preaching. He preaching. Holy Ghost to God. Exactly. <laughs> we done got caught up here. He dropping word. That's not gems. That's the word. <laughs> yeah. Home. Oh, Lord, I just thank you, God, that you put, there are people now that are bound up, that are listening, God. You did it for me. You can do it for them. As I testify of your goodness, God, I'm declaring with the spirit of prophecy, the spirit of Christ is the spirit of prophecy. Yeah. Do it again, Lord. Yes. Do it again, Lord. Break chains right now. Yes, Break God. chains right now and shackles come down yes. by the authority of the Lamb of God who is risen and sits on high. We come in the yes, name Jesus. of the Lord. Loose them in Jesus' name. Loose them in Jesus' yes. name. Loose them in Jesus' name. Loose them in Jesus' name. Be free in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind Mm -hmm. that you may prove what is the good. See, it doesn't just, it says the good, the acceptable, and perfect will of God. Mm. And I believe my heart, I believe our ministry's heart is to, to, to pursue the perfect, not just good. Yeah. There's a good will. There's an acceptable will. But God, I believe, a spirit of excellence, that spirit of Daniel, it is perfect, the perfect yeah. will of God. And we cannot do that without relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ through his word. That's good. Through his word. So that's how we can obtain relationship with God is through his word, right? Yes. So you're talking about living a changed mind because you had to change your mind. Now let's hop on to your wife about the forgiveness part because you had to change your mind too. Because he had you yes. robbed at gunpoint. I didn't yes. know that part. I learned yes. something new. So you had to change your yes. mind about him. Yes. But definitely. the father had to change your mind first oh. before you could even allow yourself to change your mind about him. Let's talk about that. Yes. So um, backstory, I wasn't raised in the church. Yeah. So had no knowledge of, of the word that you guys are talking about. And um, my mom passed away my senior year yeah. of high school. Wow. And that was devastating. Yeah. And she, in a sense, was my God <coughs> and, and my rock. Yeah. And um, so when, when she passed away, I just, I, I dove into the drugs, yeah. into drinking, into anything to numb the pain of of that loss of my mom. And I, I didn't like God. Yeah. I didn't you you I, I only thing I heard about God back then was he was so good and so full of love and all this stuff. Well, he didn't feel too good and too full of love in this point of yeah. my life. And um I, I didn't know him. Yeah. Make sure that y'all hear that I didn't really know him. But 
So after that happened, and um, after the drug deal took mm-hmm. place, um, after the drug deal took place, I I was at the bottom of the bottom. Yeah. My mom's passed away. I'm strung out on drugs, alcohol, yeah. you name it. Then my best friend just turned his back on me. Yeah. I loved him. I knew him since yeah. middle school, and I loved him. Yeah. From sixth grade. Yeah. So when he sent those guys in with guns to rob the drug connection and wow. and could have killed me, killed them, yeah. someone could have died with one second yeah. of the trigger being pulled. Um, I I hated him. Yeah. That love I had for him turned to hate. I hated him yeah. with every part of who I, I, I never wanted to see him. I never wanted yeah. to see his family again. I hated him for what he did to me. Well, a few weeks after that took place, I met a man that loved Jesus, and he invited me to go to church. So um, I didn't want to go to church at first. I thought that's the last place I do not want to go to church with this man, but I told the man I would go. Yeah. So Sunday morning, knock, knock, knock at my door. I <laughs> went to church with him, and let me tell you, the Lord touched me in that wow. church. It was as if a reel was being played of my <laughs> yeah. sins, of all wow. the sins I've committed and all the stuff I was looking to be filled. And But the love of the Lord yeah. found me that day and captured me. Yeah. And I just wept. I just wept that I found what I've been looking for and all this other stuff. Jesus loves me. He died for me. He, he came to set me free and save me. And it was just a pivotal moment in my life. Well, I got into that word y'all are talking about. <laughs> uh-huh. I started reading the word, yeah. and it was as if it was the most beautiful love story you've ever read. Yeah. Just his, his, his word was coming alive to me yeah. on these pages. Well, let me tell you, I've, I read, if you, don't for, if, you don't re, if you do not extend forgiveness yeah. when people wrong you, you will not receive the forgiveness of the Lord. Well, yeah. that put me on my knees because yeah. this man's face that I hated so dearly was in my face. And how could I argue with the word? The words, that's what the word says. So I began to pray. Yeah. I began to cry. I, I cried out, Lord, change my heart. Yeah. Change my heart. And at that time, I didn't know it was change my mind. Yeah. I hate <laughs> this man. Yeah. Right? And I truly forgave him. Yeah. I truly had a change of heart, a change yeah. of mind at that point. Yeah. But because the Lord helped me, yeah. I submitted to what that word said. Lord, Lord, help me do what your word says. Yeah. And when when he changed my heart, yeah. I began to pray, yeah. Lord, don't let him die. Don't yeah. let him die in his sin. Don't let him die in those streets. Yeah. If he if he will be presented the same gospel that changed me, he will have to change. It's too sweet yeah. not to receive when it when it's the true gospel. Yeah. When it's the the true gospel comes forth, wicked hearts have. I mean, it is so good. Yeah. It tastes so good it does. <laughs> to, to your soul, to your oh, when your spirit comes alive. Yeah. So I prayed and I said, Lord, if you give me his address. I will write him a letter. I'll share whatever you yeah. say. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I I got his address. 
that was the, after that prayer. It was three years after after that prayer. Three years, I ran into his mom, got his address, and I wrote him a letter and I put it out. Whatever you want to say, Lord. And I told him how much I hated him. Yeah. I hated I hated him for what he did. But let me tell you about this Jesus that has changed me <laughs> and wants to change you right there in that prison yeah. cell. My heart was this letter could be the only glimmer of hope for him. Yeah. That was what I thought it would be, would be a letter, and he would be saved, and that would there be you it. have it. Nope. Well, so. <laughs> Married with five yes. kids. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's good. No, that's good. Then let's talk about how y'all walk it out, because let's just keep in mind now. You probably, when you first went to see him, you probably was like, man, this man here did all of this to me, and I'm sitting in front of him now. So let's talk about how y'all had to walk out the forgiveness, because even though you had the letter, God changed you, you still have to walk it out. This faith is a walk. No, it's yes. not a run. It's a walk. Let's talk about the walking. How can we help other people learn to walk out the renewed mind and the renewed lifestyle? Yeah. So this the scripture talks about, um, guarding, protecting yeah. your mind, and the enemy targets our mind. And so even so, you know, from day one, it was the renewal of the mind. But even as you renew your mind, you're going to have impulse thoughts, injected yeah. thoughts, things hit you, and you have to tear them down quickly. Yeah. That's good. And so as even you know, you go from there, relationship, marriage, ministry, 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 children, children. Tr- Pressures of life, yeah. finance. I mean, you you deal with the whole reality, um, other people's bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Offense, I mean, just so many different things. And I think one of the things that we've done well is me and Brandy made a decision early on in marriage that we wouldn't go to bed angry with one another. That's good. That we we sit down and we even if that means staying up real late. <laughs> early, them early years when I first got out of prison, I you know I told y'all I was still a mess, and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you don't live the way I do and not yeah. have some problems, yeah. <laughs> you know. So so we decided, you know, to, to just continue to do what's right daily. And if you make a mistake, Jesus, he, we have an advocate with the Father, yeah. Lord Jesus Christ. Come apply 1 John 1, 9, ask his forgiveness. Look each other in the eye and ask forgiveness. If you have a relationship that's willing to reconcile. Now, there are certain relationships that are unwilling. Yeah. And you need to be wise with that and find some good Christian friends to talk out that. But those relationships that are willing to reconcile, once you forgive, you know, it's important to communicate. It's important to talk about things. And it's important to look people in the eye. If you've made a mistake, ask forgiveness. That's good. Ask forgiveness. And so that's something just practical. We live out even, you know... I desire to be a great father. Like my, I'm talking about just my biological kid, my spiritual kid. God's, we've poured into hundreds of kids. I mean, yeah. spoke to probably thousands over the years. But, but the reality is, is like you don't just become that. You have to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> you have to, you have to focus. You have to pray. You have to fast. I mean, those are, those are dynamics we we live out of all the time. You, you know, just taking care of yourself and taking care of others. But if if you don't receive God's love for yourself, how are you gonna love anybody else? That's good. And so I, I don't want to go too far, but the, the reality of it is, is, is like daily discipline, daily relationship with the Lord. Yeah. You know, since 16 years, I get, I've gotten up every morning and spent time with God in the yeah. last 16 years. You know, every, we don't, we just, we do that daily because without the Lord and without his word, <coughs> and without a changed mind, yeah. how am I going to connect? So 
the the darkened mind, the reprobate mind, is going to be at war with each other. Yeah. Right. The, yeah. the sinful. The, so, it, it, but with the renewed mind, okay, the mind of Christ, you could just see God, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost up in heaven fighting. No, they're one. They're, they're, you know, it's like you. They, the, the, as, as we become one together, and when there's things that come up that aren't like Christ, be quick to be humble and ask forgiveness. That's good. That's mm-hmm. good. Now, what's happening in the marriage real quick. Um, how did y'all learn to keep y'all union sacred? Because um, like you said, when you got home, <laughs> you know, you were you. You know, yeah, you sure. were a, a saved version of you, but you were you. Sure. Um, let's talk about that. How did y'all keep the union sacred? Can we go first? Yeah, I, I think one of the most powerful things we started doing a little over 10 years ago is we take time, which we, we did this early on with dates, but then we take time with each other. We, there's not a day goes by at the end of the day whether we've been going nonstop. You know, yeah. we get up in the morning, we spend time with the Lord together, and, and, and we sit down and, and we take time with the Lord and we take time with each other. But at the end of the day, we reconnect. That's good. If there's issues, if something's going on with the kids, if yeah. something's going on with the ministry, yeah. we talk and pray through those things. The other thing that we've done that has been phenomenal is um, we do vision retreats every year mm. where we, even with five kids, we'll have someone watch our kids where we get away two or three days, sometimes more if we can, <laughs> and we go over and we pray and we ask for, for God's word, a word from God over our children, over yeah. our marriage, over um, you know, that renewed mind, that word, right? Mm-hmm. So, so, so over our marriage, over our ministry, over our finances, just every aspect uh, we initially got that, which we don't follow it no more, but we follow the form of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little over 10 years ago, we got that from Marriage Today by Jim and Carrie Evans. Yeah. And um, awesome marriage ministry that gave us some foundational tools yeah. we needed to, to be healthier. So to protect that, and, um, and she's, you know what, any of my married men and, and married women, your spouse needs to be the most beautiful woman or man in the world. I don't care if on a bad day, on a pregnant day, on a worst day, on a, you know, whatever day it may be. And I say, I say that when I'm preaching. I say that when she's giving me a hard time. I say I renew my mind in that area, even when I'm feeling, you know, some, some frustration in a moment, you know, mm-hmm. if, you know, if I'm the only preacher's ever got frustrated, yeah. but, uh, you know, but, but I, I choose, it's a choice That's good. to protect your marriage because marriage is successful when you do it God's way. Marriage yeah. is unsuccessful <laughs> when you don't do it God's way. That's and good. the only way you can do it God, God's way is through his word. That's good. That's good. And Brandy, let's talk about from the moment side of things. How did you keep your mind right with being married? You know, because it, it was hard. You know, you you see this man and he's out now. He's here. You're married now. Talk about how you keep it sacred with just you and your husband. Let's talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we honor the okay, Lord. Okay. <laughs> yes. So. Um, <coughs> Staying, we we pray a lot. Mm-hmm. We read the word together a lot. Mm-hmm. I think um, just from the woman's side is he 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 takes care of me. He yeah. um, brings security and safety to the home. And something that is very important 
for for men is for them to be honored yeah. to sh- to to honor them with the way we talk to them and yeah. the way that we respond and the way yeah. uh, other people like you you don't talk about yeah. you know him <laughs> yeah. you don't talk about your spouse to other people That's in good. negative ways That's good. that gives the enemy a foothold mm. yeah. and uh, a a a grasp that yeah. is no, no, no. Yeah. We don't. We. Uh, I'm gonna bring in something Brandy's done well at is being transparent. Yeah. So like you know, transparent doesn't mean you only tell the good. St- it means like even if it's really ugly, or <laughs> you know, we pastor a church and. If you, you have visitors, you have people, you have things going on and things going on with people that uh, the my wife is very sensitive yeah. and she will pick up on things. And me being a safe place, to, she can talk to me about anything. And yeah. I think that's major for yes. guys. Yeah. Like well, and I think you put the walls up, you know, I'm a, you know, I got this, I got it under control. Uh, no, I need her. She may, you know, that we complete one another. That's good. And I need, she has a, she, she has a voice in my life. Yeah. She has a voice in, not, not in a bad way. Cause I mean, but, but in a godly way where I will take whatever she says to me before Jesus and say, Lord, show me Yeah. and, and weigh it. Yeah. It, so that I can make a godly decision. That's I'm good. so glad you shared because that that is one of the major things in our marriage is that we talk about yeah. anything. Yeah. We talk Y'all about best anything and everything. <laughs> yes, and it leaves that's no room. Key. <laughs> yes. It leaves no room for the enemy. Yeah. You know, to, to when when you talk and you share and I mean temptations and struggles and I mean, the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. And that's, I feel like that that has helped us keep our marriage just sacred. Yeah. And, yes. and, and unified. Yes. And, um, and that it's okay. Like, temptation yeah. is not sin. Yeah. Temptation is when you need to call on a, <laughs> yeah. You know, a, we're speaking spouses here, but to be able to have that safe place to share, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm struggling in this area. Yeah. I need, I need help. Can you help me? Can you yeah. pray for me? Yeah. You know, and, That's good. and being secure in God that, you know what? I know this man loves me. Yeah. And loves God. Yeah. And we're going to, we, we have committed. Yeah. We have made a covenant to one another. No matter what happens, we are going to walk it out. Yeah. And God is going to see us through. And yeah. he has. Amen. And I, I think it's it's very important um, just to, to be honest and to be to be real with the people that are listening. Yeah. Because I think I think you can get lost in hearing the story mm-hmm. that we have and think, oh, <laughs> it was just daddy life. Yes, it's yeah. just not, that's not that's not true. And yeah. I think I think pastors and pastors' wives need to be honest about. Uh, the struggles yeah. and temptations and stuff because it doesn't matter because you have the title pastor yeah. or you know a certain oh, leadership mm-hmm. um, responsibility that doesn't that doesn't doesn't stop you from the enemy messing with you. Yes, that's just the real. You actually become a target at that <laughs> yes. point. Yes. Yes. You put yourself in the light. And, and I like to share with with you know with my ladies uh, you know that I mentor um, just how much I fast and pray and seek yeah. the Lord because I don't want, like, like I fight for my joy. We yeah. fight for our marriage. Yeah. We fight yeah. to to raise our kids godly. We we fight in the secret place. Yeah. Yes. And as, as Pastor says, he says, when, when you do what you need to do in the secret place, you will be honored publicly yeah. or vice versa. Yeah. So if you don't do what you're supposed to do in the secret place, you will be 
shame yeah. publicly. Yeah. So it's important that the, our secret place yeah. is protected, and that's when we where we pray, where we seek good. the word. And I, I need to share this: mm-hmm. the importance of of sex in the marriage, mm-hmm. of coming together in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? That is that is warfare. That is bringing our covenant back yep. before the Lord. Because you know what? The only the only person that has rights to this body is my husband. Mm-hmm. And the only person that has rights to this man mm-hmm. before the sight of God is me, his wife. Mm-hmm. And it's so important that we res- that we uh, come together. Come together. Worship. Thank you. We're going to call it yes. worship. We're going to call it, yes. <laughs> That's We're what the Bible yes. call it, worship. Yes. It's so important. It's, it's so important. Yeah. Yes. Go worship. Married people go worship. Yes. <laughs> Come <Yes>. to worship. <laughs> yeah, let's hop into that though. Um, I like what y'all are doing with the Malachi Project. How y'all are not only parents to y'all five, but y'all are parents to a lot of people. Um, let's talk about that. How did that get in formation? How did y'all say this is what we're finna do? Or yeah. tell us about it first. Yeah, what yeah, is the Malachi yes. Project? Yeah. So I want to share. Um, when we first moved back to McDonough, uh-huh. me and our son Elijah, he was maybe two little fella. I would go outside and have chalk and we'd do popsicles. Uh-huh. We would just be playing in our yard. And the next thing you know, like my neighbors would come over and um, it was just an attraction to, to the kids in our neighborhood. Yeah. And simple little things like, Miss Brandy, do you have a Band-Aid? <laughs> yeah, I got a Band-Aid. Yeah. Of course, you know. and. Or sharing a popsicle or, yeah. look, come play with the chalk with us. Well, the next thing you know, my yard would be full of kids. <laughs> and even older kids, um, you know, like teenagers and stuff. Yeah. So Pastor got a basketball goal and would be out playing ball Are with the serious? kids. He said, he said, he said, Mama, we got to get a basketball goal. You know that ain't my strong suit, but we need us a goal. <laughs> I, I, I wrestled in college, so, like, we put mats on them, but i get out and ball with them. Yeah, I'd probably was, foul a little too much. <laughs> So I would look, oh, thank you, Lord. I would look out that window and see him playing ball with the teenagers. And I I remember one of the first times Mm -hmm. I just, I just cried because that, that word from the prison, you, you have, you know, that he had led people wrong Mm -hmm. his whole life was, was coming to fruition at the basketball goal in front of our house because you know what? They they would they were listening to him. And yeah. I know if I know yes he was balling, but I know Jesus was right there because yep. we love him and we want to share him with whoever we come in contact yes, with indeed. at the right time. Yep. So that's where it started. Now where is what are we doing now with this Malachi project? Let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah. So Malachi project is for Malachi four, five, and six, and it mm-hmm. talks about the spirit of the Lord. The spirit of Elias will be poured out in the last days and it will lead the hearts of the fathers mm-hmm. back to the children and the children to the father. And if this doesn't happen, if there isn't this reconciliation between generations, God will come and smite the land with a curse. Yeah. And if you it don't take far, you can just go down the street and find the curse, yeah. right? You can yeah. see it in poverty. You can see it in brokenness, yes, sickness. Indeed. You can wow. see it in the families. You, you see the, the broken structures. Well, we believe that we're reversing the curse. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that our mandate is to go and reach the next generation where there's broken homes. Now the body of Christ comes in like a parent figure to mm-hmm. restore 
restore that home. And we have so many cool stories. But but with that, um, you know, we just started with branding, but then it, it, it's morphed. Yeah. <laughs> and it's continuing to morph. And, and so we're, we're years, you know, what, since that point, wow, 14, we're seven, eight years wow. into now. But those early years was just sort of grassroots, yeah. spending time with the kids, loving yeah. on them, taking them to church. And then, then we started putting some some um, organization to mm-hmm. what we're doing. And so we started, um, you know, going out into the community, giving out book bags. We started giving out Thanksgiving boxes, doing Christmas wow. in the city. And, you know, through a year's time, we're making a bunch of contact with the kids. And then we started during the summer going out and just playing ball and hanging yeah. out in the McDonough Housing Authority. Wow. And so initially it started at my house, and then God redirected us around 2016 to the McDonough Housing Authority. And then and so when we got out in the streets and just started loving them, we had a young lady that was out there singing when she was, I guess, I don't know, maybe eight, seven, wow. eight. She's on our worship team now. Wow. You know, where her whole family's yeah. been saved. But going back to the Malachi Project itself, so we have – um after-school program for the elementary age where mm-hmm. we help them with tutoring, math, arithmetic, all those things, devotion. Uh, we, we have supernatural stuff happen where kids come in where there's trauma at home and they just come and cry and we're able to minister yeah. to them and love on them. But we're helping them with basic stuff they need. Yeah, They're two and three years behind in, in reading. Wow. How are you going to renew your mind and become what God wants if you can't read? Exactly. And, and so we're teaching them just basic stuff. And, you know, we had the honor to work out of Bethany for many years. And um, and then now we're in transition. We're fixing to start building. Wow, we're thoroughly God. excited about that. And uh, and then we also have for our middle school and high school, we have uh, under the Malachi Project, we have Young Warriors and Princess Warriors. And that's just a mentoring program wow. for our teenagers. And uh, the presence of the Lord, we did, we baptized, I think, 11 Wow. Kids in the last what I guess that was six maybe it's a little past that the we'll say the last year since November we've baptized I think close to thirty something forty wow uh, in between thirty uh, in that window These in between are thirty children. forty young people <laughs> but the power of it is They're the presence of God was yeah. falling on them and ministry was Sheesh. taking place. Yeah. Not just not just hey we baptize you and you know because your mama wants you to be baptized. No. no, these kids were making decisions for themselves, and actually we've had a whole family saved wow. through one kid's decision. He instead of playing football, a young a young man named Antonio said, "I want to be at Malachi Project," and and so he he chose not to go to football practice and not play football. He came to Malachi. I told our church, I said it's going to save his whole family. Within the month, the whole family was getting baptized wow. and saved. And so, and the daddy has the same backstory as Terrell. Wow, you know, selling drugs yeah. and stuff. Even we just he celebrated his thirtieth birthday and was in tears. Wow, just that a lot of people, a lot of his homeboys, a lot of his family mm-hmm. was dead or in prison. Dead or and alcoholics. Wow, you know, family line of alcoholics. We're breaking that generational curse. Praise God, y'all breaking generational curses in these people's yeah. lives. So let's talk about Fox 5. What what was going on there? Because you was just on TV. Yeah. yeah Everybody yeah, yeah. don't get the opportunity. Y'all on TV now. <laughs> I got superstars in the room now. Superstars in the yeah, room. Yeah. So, yeah, they they just reached out. They heard about what we are doing. We had an article in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Wow. And, um, you know, pastor that used to run the gang and run drugs, now doing community wow. work. Yeah. And, uh, and just, just sat down with us. And we were able to share our heart and share what we came out of and what we're doing now. And they took some really cool pictures from over the years from Bethany and from Rufus L. Stewart Park and, uh, you know, just places where we've been serving and yeah. doing what God's called us to do. Yeah, praise so, God. 
Yeah, but just it's, it's neat. It's you know, I think what Brandy was saying is keeping our heart pure before the Lord. Yeah, I I, I desire to see people saved. Yeah, I desire to see the generational curses yeah. broken. I desire to see the next generation reached. Yeah, for the glory of God. And so, you know, that's our heart and that's our prayer. Even Fox Five or whatever's going to, you know, not whatever, but as things progress and God continues mm-hmm. to multiply our ministry and, yeah. and the kingdom work. We want to see people changed. Yeah. We want to see people delivered. We want to see people with renewed minds and with hope and believing that God has a good plan That's for them. Good. You know, tapping into that, I want to share something out of prison. I That's grabbed good. a hold of Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, Jeremiah thirty verse three, mm-hmm. and it says, for Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord, plans of good, not of evil, to give you an expected end. I was sitting in a prison cell and I believed it. Yeah. That God had a promise for me. Jeremiah 30, verse 3, or maybe 30, how, I believe it's 30, verse 3. It says, um, No eyes seen, nor ears heard. What God, no, that's that's another scripture. It says that, um, let me go and pull it up because I'm messing up right he now. He got the sword, though. That's yes. the thing. He yes. didn't pull out his phone. He didn't pull the phone out. Yes. He pulled no, out I, the real Bible, hey, y'all. <laughs> He's yes. flipping pages right now. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. It's Jeremiah 33, 3. Mm-hmm. But this, this says, call him. Yes, thank you, Lord. Call unto me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. So my dream is for the next generation. My dream is for those that are behind me. Yeah. I want to lay a firm foundation for them. I want my my um like roof right to be their floor so i want to make that and, and we've labored we yep. there's been suffering behind the scenes there's been prayer behind the scenes there's been fast behind the scene to to make that come and, and so my heart is to see a radical transformation for those kids malachi project one of the heartbeats of us i don't want them to go through what i went through yeah and i don't want them to make the decisions i made so father god how do i come in and be a father to intervene because a good father would never allow his kid to walk out in the middle of the road and get hit by so like how do i intervene and our kids are being hit with so many things with media and music and so much stuff and broken homes and gangs and all that so it's like that's the heartbeat of it like how do we intervene to stop this vicious process yeah Yeah. now let me ask you this real quick um because y'all are not only are y'all married y'all are parents as well let's yes. talk about how can we help parents help their children how we help them help their children walk in the ways of the lord because the project doesn't stop just when they leave yes. y'all it has to continue to go yes let's talk about that how can parents help their children uh, being engaged that's good but i mean i know that's a simple term but it it can be tiresome sometimes sometimes mm-hmm. you just want to sit back and you know, kick your feet back and watch. But if there's a problem, don't. The same rule we have with our marriage, we don't go to bed with problems. Yeah. If my kid's struggling, I know when our kids have had someone be mean to them at school. That's good. I know when things are. So, so when you create an environment that, that the habitation of Christ, when things come into that environment that are unlike God, they're going to come up. Yeah. And so creating a healthy, godly environment. So when your kids are struggling, they have a safe place to let out pain, to let yeah. out hurt, to tell you what's going on. We teach three things in our ministry. I learned this in recovery ministry down in South Georgia through uh, Scott Mormon at Breaking Free and Gary Cobb at uh, Broken Shackle Ranch. The, they were right beside the, now listen to this, Taylor. They were right beside the prison when I got saved. These men were coming into the prison. They mentored me them early years as I got out. And I helped start a ministry called Mighty Man Ministry down yeah. in South Georgia 
through that connection with them. But with that, there was there's a core teaching they teach, and I think it's so biblical. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the realm of darkness, dysfunction, that sinful realm the enemy operates in teaches this. Don't trust anybody. Wow. Don't talk to anybody. Wow. And don't feel. Yeah. And so when we create godly environments, we teach the very opposite. You yeah. can trust me. Yeah. You can talk to me about anything. And then if you have any good or bad feelings, you can let them out because yeah. I love you. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times we have tears at our dinner table. Yeah. Where we, you know, at our dinner table, I'll bring up a question. What are you thankful for? What's God doing? What do you, we have that communication where we, we put our phones away. We got a little, I bought a little thing. When was that? I don't know. First of the year, I bought a cage for our phones. <laughs> uh, somebody put needs it a, a cage. Put, put, go, it in put that thing in jail for a minute so we can talk to each other. Uh, get put your get, get, in jail. <laughs> our phone is in jail, Lord. Jesus. That's but, but, true, though. But we don't do it in a religious way or a dogmatic yeah. way, but, but in a way like, hey, you, my relationship with you is more important. That's good. And so I think that's huge. I'm not insinuating take like we still do video games, we do TV, we Y'all do phones, fun. but but monitoring that, monitoring that, and finding a healthy balance and letting the Holy Spirit lead you. Like there are games, there's stuff on the TV that's absolutely demonic. Yeah, they will pull you away from your relationship yeah. with God. Sensitize our kids yes. to the reality of the enemies. That's true. Yep, and yeah. sin and, and all that. So, so that that's something we do personally. Yeah, and I know we're packing a lot in. And nah, this but, is good. But but with that, and um, and, and our kids love the Lord. Yeah, you know, they're still young. No, and they love. Have to go I saw them praising. I said, yeah, "What in they, the world?" Yeah, they they love the Lord, and we create an environment like that. Yeah. Well, and you know, um, loving the Lord is forgiveness. Is yeah. You know, teaching them. So yes, we protect them, but we are teaching them how to go out and be a light to shine in this dark world. Most definitely. You know, like just the other day, my son came home and he had some, um, a situation where somebody had said some hurtful words mm-hmm. and. You know, first thing I said to him, son, you know, you've got to forgive. Yeah. He said, mama, as soon as I heard him in my heart, I forgave. That's good. So the point is, is, and that comes back to forgiveness. Yeah. You know, forgiveness is a choice. It yeah. doesn't, it doesn't happen when we feel like it. Yeah. And when we, it's the right time. No, forgive. We choose yeah. on a daily basis to forgive. Most and we definitely. teach our children yeah. How to do that and how yeah. to walk godly? Because you know what, they're they're being heard right <laughs> yeah. now. They've yeah. got stuff going on in their yeah. little years. Yeah, and teaching them how to walk it out from mm-hmm. <laughs> from little yeah. people. Our, our two and three year, we teach them to forgive. Yeah, you know? <laughs> they be mm-hmm. Oh, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes he say, my, "I'm not forgiving you." <laughs> Come on, look, my 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 youngest boy. Uh, Eugene Malachi Scott, he's he's like a clone of daddy, and he is strong-willed. <laughs> For real. Oh, boy. So those strong-willed kids, you got to have a little little extra grace yeah. and know how to. But I, I do want to speak something to a parent that's listening. Choose your words of edification to build up. Don't tear down. Correct in love, not anger. That's correct. So, so correct with boldness, correct with authority, correct even with tenacity at mm-hmm. times because sometimes you're dealing with a strong-willed kid that <laughs> yeah. may be just like you. But but don't tear down. Don't belittle. Don't 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 say things that's going to hurt that kid's spirit. 
don't 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 demean or dishonor. You can correct and love without disrespecting somebody. Yeah. yeah. You can look somebody in the eyes and be authoritative and respectful as a mother or father. Yeah. Even if you're a single mother raising children, you can do that in love without calling that child a name, without That's belittling good. that child. Um, because then, then, then you break down the really the moral compass of your family. Yeah. Now, if you have done that, go to the Lord and ask forgiveness, and then go to your child and ask forgiveness. I, 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 I promise that that God will start to intervene That's if you'll good. humble yourself and say, you know, I shouldn't be speaking to my spouse or my children or my family in a way that dishonors God and dishonors them. That's good. Now that's real good. Let's talk about this real quick. What's next? For the Scots, what's next? Passion Life, Malachi. Yeah. yeah. What's next? So I am thoroughly excited. We are at City Council this Monday, the 18th, to get a special ruling. It's called um, special zoning, and they they're zoning it for a church use where we can build an outreach center wow. right in the heart of. Um, the area and the community we serve in. Wow. The property we bought, when we walked on it, me and my board, we felt God's presence. Yeah. And it butts right up to the housing authority. Wow. The first, when we first went in the house that's there, there was a lady in there practicing witchcraft and the call. I, me and my spiritual son, um, we started praying and stuff started falling yeah. in the house wow, and God's that. presence came in. And then we had a lady over with prostitution, guys out the street. So already, you know, as we've been going, God's already um, given us leverage and opportunity to minister to those in need. So that's one of the big things. And, and we're also excited. Um, we got a, some more speaking stuff coming up yeah, and stuff yeah. like that too. So. Praise God. I'm excited yeah. for y'all. Yeah, They don't know I grew up with y'all. Yeah. I'm excited. Yes. Like when I, my mom was like, Jayla, did you know they got five? I was like, five kids? What in the <laughs> world? Like, praise God. Like, y'all were very instrumental in my life and my mom's life. So I already sure. know. Y'all live this out. This yes. ain't no fake fake. This is this yes. is them. This is them. Uh, if y'all can leave us with how they can find you guys on social media. Yeah, yeah. So we have Passion Life Church, and then we have the River Refuge. Mm -hmm. And so the the... Passion Life Church is our church. They're both 501c3 nonprofits. Mm -hmm. And then the River Refuge is a community development corporation. Mm -hmm. And so we we planted the River Refuge as a community development corporation so that it opened the doors to grants for the kind of work we're doing in the mm -hmm. community and stuff mm -hmm. like that and open the doors. So um, under the River Refuge, the community development corporation, we have the Malachi Project. And so um, you can pull up... Uh, us on Facebook, on Instagram, or also you can go to our webpage and it's www.theriverrefuge.org. Let me say that one more time. It's www.theriverrefuge.org. Uh, also, um, you could check us out at Passion Life. So it's Passion Life, passion-life.org. And so those are places you can find us on media and um, on Facebook too, so. I'm so happy to have y'all. This is really an honor, for us. real. Like, this is an honor. Y'all are amazing. Do you have any lasting words y'all would like to say? Um, You got anything in your heart? I'd love to pray. Most definitely, go forward. Yeah. Father, I just I just pray, God, for the those that are under the sound of my voice. God, I ask God for conviction to hit their hearts. The same power that raised Christ from the dead now works in sons and daughters of God. 
So, God, I pray, Father, for the brokenhearted right now, God, that you would bind up the brokenhearted according to Isaiah, and, God, that you would heal, God, that you would give them beauty, God, for ashes, God, that you would restore, God, the generations, Lord. And I pray, Father, over those families, those that are bound up in depression and heavy right now, God, that that weight of depression would be broken off, and you'd give them a garment of praise, God. I pray, Father, that something in this story would still steer them up, God, that they'd be stirred up in the Lord, God, knowing that you are good and your mercy endures forever, God, that you are good and that your mercy endures forever, God. So we come against the enemy now in Jesus' name, and we break and bind the enemy, and we cancel every demonic scheme and plan against your life. And we declare the decree, you will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord in the land of the living for the glory of God, because he's already preordained it for you in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank y'all for coming. Praise Thanks God. y'all. Yes. 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 Bless All you. Right. That's the end of the show. And y'all keep creating.